Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is Suburban, Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Right. You want a do rag, bro? No, <laughs> I ain't got nothing to wrap your hair. I got do rags. I got mad do rags. Low key. <laughs> I will get my hair done the day that it's like humid as fuck because of the rain. Right. So like my my leave out is getting frizzy. <laughs> Black girl problems. Black girl props. So we're having a late session. It is a slick eleven o'clock at night. Eleven p.m. Jesus, we're getting later and later. I know. It'd be like, nigga, you want to meet at two thirty in the morning? <laughs> we got to reel this in at some point. Sheesh. We, but I think I don't know. I think like on our off days, like we just be really just trying to mellow out, right? And it's like, bro, I ain't got shit to do today either. Not that this is a task, but like I don't know, it just be. Oh, you know, it's a task. It, it I mean, be it's fun. a task, but it's like it'd be fun, but you still gotta like prepare and shit. Yeah, and you it. still just want to have your day and like make sure you can take care of your shit that you gotta take care of, and like you know. Right. I mean, this is a a no paying job. Right? <laughs> um, a bitch had to get her hair done today, so. Well, this bitch had to get his car done today. Oh yeah. Oh, but thank God it was cheaper than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Yo, you got. Gotta stop listening to niggas that th- that say they know shit about cars because they know the exact amount is you. Who first diagnosed you? He was like, "That sounds like a uh, belt, uh, timer belt, an, a timing, uh, not belt. They put them in newer cars. A timing chain. Mm, I don't know about that. Apparently, it costs up to three thousand dollars. Three thousand. Yeah. So, like, I was like, "Oh shit, let me uh, mentally prepare for this." So, I went into a quick depression for a couple of days. They putting shit on cars that cost up to three thousand dollars to repair nowadays. That has more to do with like your engine and stuff. So, you know, once you start having engine or transmission problems, they got you. Yeah, it's a wrap. So, my plan is, as soon as I pay this motherfucker off. Uh, deuces what I'm, you gonna get no nah, i'm gonna try to i'm I'm gonna try to keep it as a secondary car oh but i'm gonna get like a civic or some shit <laughs> like i'm gonna go straight like man fuck this flashy shit <laughs> <laughs> nigga i need consistency i wanna i want a jeep so bad they are so dope but they're so expensive they are very expensive I, the real car i want my dream car is a, a SVT Raptor. Now that shit dope. That's some bad bitch shit. And uh, that or a range, but I don't think I can ever get a range. I, a SVT Raptor was within the realm of possibility. <sighs> yeah, I really. I don't know. I just was hoping that I would have a job by now that would uh, allow me to afford a Jeep because I really do love the Rubicons. Tori just sold her old one. 
I love Rubicons. Yeah. They are dope. And that's like the ultimate like girl SUV. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a bad bitch shit. It's like rugged, but it's, you know what I'm saying? Like it's an SUV, but it's not like, it's not like a little Mercedes. I wonder what's the correlation with people from the movie Clueless and them being like, I just always want to be a G. That, nah, that was never it for me. I honestly forgot that Cher wanted a, or was it, not Cher, was it Cher? Or, she had a Jeep. I forgot that she really wanted one until I saw somebody post that shit the other day. It was like, huh. And I was like, hmm. But I don't know. I, I think my cousin got one and I fell in love with it. Yeah. They do be dope, especially when they got the doors off. Yeah. The only shit that I don't like are the Jeep trucks they look ugly as hell to me yeah i don't like though that little thing on the back yeah <laughs> they doing too much but with jeeps too like it's way more acceptable to have like a wild color yeah like and i would love to get one of those like that cool blue color that they come in yeah. or like a bright ass yellow and then plus they be having like uh motor clubs like rocket city uh Rubicons or whatever. Oh, I didn't know that. In my apartment, one of the uh, one of my neighbors, they had it because they had the tags and everything else. Hmm. Interesting. What do they do? They just get out and ride in the street on the same day. They be uh taking Instagram pictures and shit, mobbing and shit. Right. It's like, yo, let's go post up at the mall, bro. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's what like those motor clubs and like uh those bike clubs and stuff be. Yeah. But yeah, if I can ever get a Raptor or a, um, a Range, because we saw one the other day, but the uh, the classic car I want is a Genesis. Genesis. What is the Genesis? I think Hyundai makes it. They clean as fuck. Yes. They're high. They're high end Hyundai's, but they're. They act like they're their own separate thing. It's kind of like what Lexus acts like they ain't Toyota. <laughs> like, nigga, that is a fucking uh, Right, that Avalon. is a Camry. <laughs> <laughs> that is a Camry. <laughs> Camry's cousin. Right. Camry's bougie-ass fucking cousin. Oh, speaking of bougie cousins, man, I've been, um, I've been watching the fucking Greenleafs. I start. I thought about starting it, but I don't know. Man, this stuff is so. Oh wow, that what is that? That reminds me of a jag. Kinda. Yeah, they're kind of like that. Um, it's very triggering to watch the green leaves. The well, like that blue. I know. One of my once again, one of my neighbors had a. Uh, they had one like this, and I was like, "Oh, bet." Damn, what your neighbor do? <laughs> I don't know like hey it was some flashy cars in my fucking uh, apartment complex. complex like it was tons of like dope ass cars they start out they're not too bad starting out I'm trying to remember how much they start you can get a 2.0 sport for 38 oh that's not bad right I mean, that's attainable. Hopefully, one day. <laughs> I say that's not bad. That's literally twice the amount of my car in this. Um, but still, <laughs> oh, bad. It's not as bad as I thought. Right. I was thinking like fifty and up. Yeah. I honestly like. 
I I do love cars, but I still cannot imagine the amount of money that celebrities be spending on like these super luxury like Rolls and Lamborghinis and Maseratis and. I used to want to have a BMW by the time I was like thirty something, but after all this shit with this truck, I'm like, bro, I'm about to get me a fucking a dope ass Honda. And then BMW, since it's you know foreign parts, that should be expensive as fuck. Yes, it does. Like Wendy used to be telling me, like, because she had a, a diesel. Yeah. And that thing was so expensive. Don't ever let your shit be fucked up on a on a BMW. Oh yeah. Like, you can't play no game. You know, sometimes you can have a car and let it slide sometimes if a light come on. Right. Like, it'll be all right. Another three months. <laughs> right. I, this has happened before, guys. Uh, I know. <laughs> but not no BMW. Nah, you be on the side of the road quick. In a heartbeat. Um, but yeah, like I've been driving my mom's uh, Honda. CRV, that thing dope as fuck. Oh yeah, mama got a CRV. Okay, then. Like she got a 2019, bruh. That thing is dope as fuck. And then I was whipping it, and I felt like a fucking high schooler again. Be like, yeah, my mama's car is way better than mine. I imagine any 2019 car is dope as fuck. And that's what made me realize it, because like my dad has like a 2017 uh, Civic. That thing dope, and it's a sport. See my parents. My parent. My mama has a 2008 Acura. Um, TL. Acura's be dope as hell. That's a uh, Honda's bougie cousin. She over it though. She wants an SUV. Um, my dad has a GMC Sierra. Ooh. I don't know the year. And then he also has. Well, no, not anymore. He sold his Honda. Um, Accord that he had like your brothers he sold that and then now he just has so his truck and his uh, his bike his motorcycle no. it ain't a motorcycle motorcycle you know like it's a Honda <laughs> <laughs> it's a responsible it, it's a, a bike that pays taxes right it's a, it's a midlife crisis motorcycle <laughs> a little bike <laughs> little tiny tot um I feel like my brother's Honda. Yeah, I'm surprised he still has it. <laughs> that nigga, he like he listened last week. And he was like, "It's so weird to hear somebody hear not, not not in our immediate family call me uh, Andre, Andre, because nobody ever calls him Andre except for us." And he was like, "Yeah, people call me Dre," and I was like, "I've never called you Dre a day in my fucking life." I don't even call him Mighty like everybody else, oh. or at least like everybody used to. You know what's weird? All the white people called him Mighty and all of the black people I knew called him Mouse. I never called him Mouse either. It like, was either Andre or DeAndre for me. Like Terrell and Doug and them always called yeah, they him call Mouse. Mouse. I never did. I never called him by his nickname. It's just like if somebody calls me DJ, it's like, man, you really, like, you know. You know me. Know <laughs> You're right. Me. Yeah, when, when uh, we were talking to Maria and she cause you uh dj mm-hmm. i just be like oh <laughs> who's that <laughs> bruh your mama calls you dj too the other the, like in the past week my mama's called me dennis twice and no, i'm not like, maria mia yeah 
And then um, Shaniqua is the only other person that calls me DJ. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like anybody went to church would call me DJ. We gotta have that psycho on. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Bro, she's like a fucking like pimp. Like she's a le- she's legendary. She really is. And, like she has the slickest mouth in the world. Like she be talking cash shit. Yeah, I know. Like on some just player shit. Like, man. But she was like that even growing up. I really love her. I want her to know that I'm a stan. <laughs> and I look up to her <laughs> and I aspire to be a boss bitch in the way that she is. <laughs> I'm a boss ass bitch, bitch, bitch. She had a cute ass puppy. I love her Mustang too. Mustang sisters out here. Right. Uh, she got uh that dog is cute. Euro. Yeah, he's so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little bully. <laughs> but um, yeah, we should definitely. I think that would be a good ass episode, especially like already if y'all start talking about music shit. Like, but I know both of y'all could go toe to toe, bro. Especially on some Jay Z shit. She is just as big of a whole fan as me. I know, and it's wild. I be I be watching her Snapchat because once again, I'm a stand. <laughs> I be watching her Snapchats and she just be rapping these whole lyrics. I be like, <laughs> straight whole bars. I wanna be her. <laughs> She's always been like that too. And she a sag, so true. As Another Sagittarius in the house. She has the same birthday as my dad. Uh, thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. But uh, yeah. So that that has to happen. Um. But yeah, she's she's always she can rap. I don't know if she rap anymore. I believe it. But she did freestyle. It's like oh, she got it. Uh, she looks ba- like the type that that would spit a cold bar real quick. The funniest thing in the world is one time we all hung out on Christmas Eve. So it was Markham, Travis, Audrey, Cody, us, Terrell, his girlfriend then. And we all were like bar hopping and Audrey and her became best friends. <laughs> I can see that, and then she was just funny as fuck. Like that's a like she a cool ass chick. That's my baby sis. <clears throat> I can see that. That should be funny. I saw him a couple years ago. My brother was working at Home Depot with him. I he wonder if he's still here. Probably uh, not. Yeah. You think so? Probably. Hmm. That, that nigga is Huntsville born and bred. He is gonna die here. <laughs> I don't feel that way about Huntsville. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. I'm trying not to die here. <laughs> 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 to live and die at HSV. <laughs> I'm going to try not to die here. I'm try my fucking hardest not to. I got other shit to fucking do. Yeah. But I'm also at the point where if I stay here, it's all right. Yeah. I'm not going to feel like a failure. Like, I used to feel like I would be a failure. If I lived here, what's really making it hard is like um, wanting to <laughs> purchase property is so expensive in a lot of other places. Yeah, like I'd be wanting to get out of the southeast, but then I'd just be like, I kind of just want to get my own little piece of land and just it, chill the fuck out. Yeah, I'm just like, is it really worth it? Like, I really feel like 
the only way I can really get out and be okay is if I'm like six figures type rich. Not that that can't ever happen, but to me that just feels so <laughs> far. I mean, it's only 30% of the population has six figures. And that's that, man, that's what I be hating about fucking LLC Twitter and get it out the mud Twitter is like, people be like six figures really isn't that much when you think of and i'm just like, like nigga pull up your financials like, like we need to start playing big bank take a little bank with these niggas like, okay niggas. is literally a minimum of a hundred thousand dollars a year that's that's the bottom line of the six figures it you're, can only go <laughs> up from there you're in the top 30 percent of earners most people don't make a hundred thirty or a hundred thousand dollars between two people in a household right this is i um recently this is the other part why i've been in the dumps kind of i've just People mask their own insecurities and talk so much shit on Twitter that I'll be feeling like that is it. And I'll be like, yo, so my insecurities, like I'll be feeling like, okay, so am I, am I weird for this shit? Yeah. Or am I, like niggas just be talking so much so much shit like they have it all together and like nothing affects them and like you be like they just I, got the keys to life and i'm like am i a fucking failure that's why i can't stand like all that fucking like internet prophecy shit like i can't stand all these like you know never be sick over a nigga who yada yada or never be right like, and it just like it just like like have you never experience life if you would never gone through any of these things are you talking down on people who do go through these things like you've never ex- experienced heartbreak or somebody playing you or you having your feelings attached to people clearly you have had to have been here once or else you wouldn't even be talking about any of this like stop everybody wants to act like they are just so above everybody else and what everybody else is on and y'all doing this but i'm on this shit we right. are not the same and <laughs> that's my favorite thing to mockingly say to people <laughs> we are not the same like but, but especially like because niggas be acting like they fucking porn stars and <laughs> like they just got the Bruh. baddest bitches oh i cannot stand them niggas who flex about their sex lives and the shit that they do in the bedroom and want to talk about everybody else's leaked pornos and how this be whack and i'm just like bro most of y'all don't be in the bedroom doing nothing for more than two and a half minutes like and also i did peep game like women have been airing out niggas lately that shit is funny as fuck like be like this can you believe this nigga sent me his bank account and it was like a uh copied bank account information or mm. like niggas sent a job interview oh yeah i saw um somebody say that the other day i never really like looked at anything on it but i was just like what and it was i was thinking not even job or job offers that's what it was job yeah. offers and i was thinking man if, according to the internet i've been simping all these years 
But this ain't simping, bro. Nah. Like so, having uh talking to women, like having it uh, trying to have a a deeper conversation or whatever, and not being a misogynist, that's simping. But just sending your cash information and just showing your bank account, showing and all your this. job offers, not acceptance or acceptance letters or nothing. It's just like yo, you got a call back, <laughs> like nigga. The fuck? <laughs> uh, the yeah. game fucked up, bro. I be sick of the internet. So like I'm like I be sitting w- w- reading this shit. I'm in a job I hate. I'm not where I want to be in my romantic status or anything else. And I just be like, yo, I feel like a fucking loser. Yeah. And then I think, Juice, they are insecure just like you. And you're a normal human being. Don't feel bad about it. But yeah. the, the inner me be like, no, nah, I'm sorry. Yeah. The inner me be like, nah, bro, you whack as fuck. Yeah, it's hard. No, I, I, like, I be feeling like that too sometimes, but I have to snap myself out of it. Like, the other day, I just randomly felt bad that, like, my grandparents will never see me get married or, you know, never, I think my show is out. Never, you know, see me have kids or whatever. But then I'm like, that's not anything in my control. So, you know, I just kind of get over that. I used to be really insecure about, still living with my parents and used to try to figure out ways I can like talk about my living situation without, you know, talking about living at home. And then I was like, man, fuck this shit. Like it is what it is for now. You are not the only person doing that too. Right. And, and honestly, like (laughs) the shit that I want, I can't afford. So I'm not even going, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even going flex like it's a whole lot i can do about my situation because one thing i'm not gonna do is settle for an apartment just for the sake of trying to get out the house as fast as i can i've done that i've lived in the hood (laughs) uh i don't want to do that anymore especially not as a young woman who's living or going to be living alone um So I'm just, you know. Well, you do move out there. I'm gonna get you a housewarmer gift. Good old gun. Well, <laughs> <laughs> am hang it on my front door. <laughs> just uh, got me this gun. <laughs> but nah, yeah, I'm like, you just gotta be patient with yourself. Like I know that the things that I want, like I deserve, and eventually I'll get there. And everything, you know, everything in due time. Like clearly. Things are just not aligned in the universe yet. Like maybe, maybe we just aren't fully as ready for them as we think we are. I have thought about that lately. I felt like the other thing is I felt like I had gotten to a point where I was like, you know, ready for some shit to happen. And I think I was ready. It's just this shit is going on longer than I thought it would, to be honest. And this is playing into my anxiety. Yeah. And. I don't know. I don't have anything to look forward to. Yeah. It gets on my nerves and I still just have to like shake it off when like other people start trying to take control over my dating life. And when, when other people start worrying about my dating life more than I am. And I'm just like, I mean, that's that's a leading thing. Yeah. But when, when I say that, like, it's always like, Oh, come on now. He, you know, he really be, you know, nice to you and y'all already be hanging out and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
I just don't feel that way about him. Like he's a cool dude. Like yeah, I kick it with him because he's my homie. But like, I just don't. And I and I have this happen to me all the time. And I think people just also assume that when like a man and a woman are hanging out together, that it means something all the time. And that's right. not that that just don't always be the case. No, it's but not. like people have just literally been trying to like push it on me. And that used to happen with me in high school too. And it's so Y'all would have been a key couple though. It's so <laughs> annoying. I don't think so. Really? No. <laughs> no. But that's not that's just not it. But I'm tired of people like You black, they black. <laughs> I'm tired of people trying to like break me down and and like diagnose me and then try to like medicate me with a certain person. Like they try to dating wise, at least, you know, break me down in my dating life and and tell me, you know, what's wrong with me and then tell me who I need to go and look for and who I need to be into. And I'm just like, you don't know any more than I know, especially with these niggas at work. Like I see y'all a couple of days out the week. Like y'all don't fucking know me. Y'all only know what y'all see and what right. I tell y'all like. <sighs> I don't know that that pushy should just be i've uh I, I i do think it's rooted in just people just like a good like a good uh uh how you got together story sometimes but other times it'd be no you you need you need some dick like you need it and i'm just like <laughs> first of all that's disgusting and dismissive right to, I am more than just a body part. Right. To tell me that like the answer to all of my problems is sex. And that's very. See what they be doing is they be putting the penis on the pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> Building it up to Dick Elias or something. <laughs> Obviously. But like, yeah, everybody be trying to act like, man, you just got to fuck some bitches. Like, I, I think I have more problems than just that. But hey, yeah, it's just annoying. I'm just like, leave me alone. If I don't come to you and ask for advice, I I guess I'm I'm also looking at it from a different standpoint because I'm like, I wish to God somebody would help me, <laughs> help me. It's one thing. It's it's not help if you do not ask. No, I get what you're saying. I'm, I'm just like, and if it's just constantly, yeah, that would that would get annoying to me. But like, I guess like with me. I am such an introvert and I'm so fucking nervous about everything mm-hmm. that I'm one of those people that we I would need, need that. Help. Right. I would need that push in the right direction. But yeah, you ain't me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also just the person too. like, if I like you, you will fucking know it. It ain't going to be no question. Ain't nobody going to have to force me to do no shit. Like, just because y'all see me kikiing with a nigga don't mean <laughs> I'm with that nigga. I'm like, yeah, he funny, but more than so some parts. So is my dad. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, like, every funny nigga ain't in the pocket to get the pussy. <laughs> But you be the main one talking about, man. No, funny niggas. Be- <laughs> I do, yeah, but that doesn't mean that every funny nigga. It's, I, it's for me i get you but it's just funny i know i just i have to explain myself to the people <laughs> that is true because sometimes i be saying shit just because we know 
Yeah. But they don't fucking they know. Don't know. They don't fucking know. <laughs> John B. They don't know. Uh so yeah, I um those things I think have just kind of made me numb. <laughs> and now I'm just like I don't even care about trying to find somebody. I'm just like bruh whatever like y'all are making me feel so stressed about dating that I don't even I can't even I don't I can't even put any focus into it because like y'all are really making it unattractive to me (laughs) but at the same time I do feel like you can't let those people do that because it may be a hint not saying like the hooking up shit I I completely understand but I'm saying like don't uh, don't completely put dating out of the realm of possibility yeah it's not just all them like i'm also just like trying to make sure that i'm not hyper focused on just trying to find somebody like i don't want that to run my life anymore so but i mean (laughs) even if i was even thinking about it all the shit that they're doing is like really turning me off i feel you so they're doing the most yeah and it's just like why are y'all so worried and i think a lot of that comes from these people wanting some of them wanting to be the ones to date me like they're trying to put themselves in a in a position um like it's this one nigga that's so fucking annoying that i don't understand what he doesn't understand about me not being into him but like all the time like he gave me his number one day and i was like okay you know if i want to i'll hit you up but I didn't give you my number for a reason. Like some of these niggas, you gotta spell this shit out too. It's in my control whether or not I hit you up. Right. So he just always be like, kind of saying stuff in a joking manner, like, "Oh, you know, you this tight with this nigga. How long, you know, how long y'all been this tight? And how long did it take for y'all to get this tight? I'm trying to be on that level." And then like every day after that, it was like, "All right, you know, we got, you know, six more weeks." five more well, you know i'm counting down to the day that we could be that tight and i'm just like for, like Ew. that's some like middle school bullshit it is it's, it's like very, i grew out of that phase in like seventh grade it's very <laughs> annoying it's very not it's just it's such a turn off yeah but um speaking of lames uh tory lanes <laughs> transition tory lanes shot meg the stallion in the foot bitch what in the fuck that sentence doesn't make any sense unless you think about when did this happen 2020 yeah that sounds like some 2020 shit yeah i want to know about their entanglement because it had to be it's it's so many questions something for this to get this out of hand also i don't want to hear nothing from any tall woman ever again because if meg the stallions almost six six foot ass dated that uh I didn't realize that Tory Lanez was so short. He's 5'3". That's like... I'm towering over 5'3", niggas. I didn't realize he was that small. They be, they be knowing their angles, bro. Like, so they... Like, he be like, yo, always shoot me looking up, nigga. He's like Kirk Franklin's eyes. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Like, it's always wild. Like, I ain't super short, but it's always wild. I'd be like, yeah, that nigga short as fuck. I don't know. Aren't, were, were they dating? The world will never know at this point. Unless she decides to come out and, like, spill the TT. Because, you know, she good for getting drunk and getting on live and saying some shit. And reading the fuck out of a nigga. So, or she'll just put it in a song. <laughs> Uh, there has to be something. Well, uh, all right. This is why I've been going back and forth. <laughs> I don't want to be the person to be like there has to be. Yeah, something. we keep saying there has to be something because but. the other thing is sometimes niggas assume shit, and then when a woman tells them that's not what's going on, they get in their fucking feelings and do some misogynist, aka violent shit. Yeah. Which is also within the realm of possibility. And just because he Tory Lanez don't mean he's entitled to anybody. True. But <laughs> it's also possible that they were in an entanglement. <laughs> and it had... I've seen people make the connection that it's almost like the Chris Brown-Rihanna thing. Mm. Getting in a fight in a car and some shit goes down and nobody knows until... Somebody really gets hurt. Right. The, bro, why are niggas shooting women? Bro, that's that. That's, I was going to say that's some little man syndrome shit, but honestly, niggas been out here. Tall niggas do that shit too. <laughs> battering the fuck out of women for ages. Now, there is truth to the little man complex. But some niggas are over, are able to over uh to get over that complex. Like for me, I don't look at myself perhaps because I'm overweight, but I don't look at myself as a little nigga. Cause I'm not short. I'm no. just not tall. You're average height. Right. But like people I don't know, like I don't care about my height. In ways that other niggas like my height will be a non five non five team like nigga no you fucking yeah. <laughs> you five eight as fuck. <laughs> um, so there is some truth to that Napoleon complex type shit, mm-hmm. but we can't overlook men just like this shit. Is, I'm gonna have to. Where is it? It keeps getting closer. It's going towards the light, Kimberly. I know, but we're towards the light <laughs> oh speaking of kimberly uh you got a shout out on uh what's his name the tipping point oh shit uh i didn't listen like two episodes ago it's the tragic kingdom one he was like and shout out to our follower on youtube uh kimberly johnson <laughs> 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 so i dm'd uh gat this morning i was like the Kim you shouted out is the Kim from our podcast. He's like, now nah, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> like, no, nah, bro, she has a super common name. <laughs> that is I. It is me. They but, said, go follow on Instagram one day. And I was like, oh, shit, these niggas got a YouTube. So I followed. That's a little cute what I kind of wanted to do. But I digress. Back to yeah, the story. I remember we talked about it. It's just, it was going to be too much. It is a lot. Trying to edit all that down, like audio and video. What was going to end up happening, it was going to be like just like 30 minute videos. Oh. Like I was going to probably do like two segments. 
Still might do it one day. Fuck it. We got possibilities. But uh, this Tory Lane shit. It's, we don't know enough of the information yet. And it's we don't. it's a lot of speculation. But it's a lot of me just wondering what the fuck's going on. Because it's like, you know, she made this post, but then she's not pressing charges. Right. So it's like, so you want to be protected, but you're protecting him so like and i think that is what's making us think like okay they must be together or they must have a situation right because she's not pressing charges the only way the only other way to me that could make sense is if they could prove that it was an accident yeah and for her for her to say she was a victim now and then also, I what okay, so where did the shooting take place? Because at first they were saying that they were trying to leave a party and like the the very first story was they were leaving a party and, and she somebody, like cut her foot on some glass or something. Like somebody had shot and the glass was there and trying to run away from it right. and they ended up finding, you know, weapons in the vehicle with them which I didn't understand was an issue if they were trying to escape some shit. So that was weird. I get from what all, everything I've read from what I've gathered is something happened. Shots were fired. The police were called. They found them in the car, searched the car and found weapons. Got everybody out of the car. Once they found the car, that's where that video of her getting pulled out and on the ground and stuff even though she's clearly shot mm-hmm. that shit was yeah that's where i i got mad with niggas when they were like move over this way move this way and yeah. then they made that girl spread her legs open while she only had a bikini she only on. had a bikini on to begin with and then what the fuck she already on the ground why you need to see up her legs like what how was it that? was creepy how's that gonna fuck. help it's like, man, y'all niggas is sick. And then the people making jokes about it being like, how uh, all this graphic sexual shit that I'm not going to say on here because it's it's just disgusting of what they would do if they had to uh, try to save Meg the Stallion with her bleeding. And it's like, nigga, that's fucking rape. I have not even seen any of that. Yeah, don't look it up. It's disgusting. People are fucking nasty as fuck and noted and it's it really makes me think about like when people say the stuff like y'all just find joy in black women's pain Mm. some people be uh heavy-handed on that but there is definitely truth in it and it's gotta be we gotta get that shit under fucking control it's disgusting yeah i'm ready to know the full story at this point. I know. Get J- Where is the shade room? Where is the red them? table talk? <laughs> this is the one I need. And I thought that they gave us that fire on uh, the last one. Nah. This is a Nancy Drew mystery. I need to know who the fuck shot Big the Stallion. There's too many, too many gaps in the story at the moment. Right. Speaking of uh, 
uh, black women not being respected and people finding joy in uh, trying to ruin their lives. One of my favorite rappers of all time has revealed himself to be a scumbag in the worst kind of way. You pronounce his name, Quali. Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> like, so, that, uh, the original post had it where somebody was like, who else is married to a black, what other rapper is married to a black woman besides Snoop? And this other person lists all these rappers that are married to black women. And uh, this other girl says, most of them are married to light-skinned black women, but that's a story for another day. This nigga, Talil Kweli, decided to go on a rampage on Twitter. For the, what's, what day is it? Is it day 10? <laughs> yeah. Like, dead ass, day 10. Yeah. Of him harassing a black woman. Yeah. And saying that she targeted him when she didn't target him. She didn't. Like- she made a blanket-ass statement. Can you make the argument that it was stupid? Yeah. But it ain't worth you tweeting about her days on end. He wasn't even a hit dog. No. He just hollering. (laughs) Because his wife ain't light-skinned. No. So I'm just like, what? This This falls under that thing where lately, like, people have been talking about men being so horny for other men like and other men's approval and like just wanting to take up for other men and you know just hardcore bros before hoes type shit yeah just like bro i'm a getter yeah like, i'm gonna show these women oh these women talking about this let me get her real quick i got time for my family men That's- of other men is very on that level is very interesting but <laughs> a, a lot of men do that though like a lot of niggas be out here doing shit for other niggas I would make an argument that most of the shit men do is for other niggas but it's just like to certain levels it'd be too much yeah and it's dangerous in this case, like yeah, because now I think what what celebrities don't realize is they have fan bases that will actually follow every move that they do, and and I feel like I don't think Talib Kweli is that far removed from from internet culture to realize that people do become emboldened behind their uh, idols their idols and the people to be really out here attacking other folks in their name and on their behalf um that i nigga, feel like he should know that he knows what he's doing so like to to be attacking this woman in this way for so long at what point can she file a suit? <laughs> it needs to be now. He actually needs to be deplatformed, to be honest, because that's targeted harassment for over two weeks. Literally, like, and she's dropped it. She's not even. She ain't talking about it, nothing, and he's still talking about it. She's entertaining it anymore. She didn't block him, and he got 
his stan accounts yeah like following still, him. yeah like that's, that's just disgusting. sick you ain't got nothing else nothing better to do what what is this misplaced anger what is this about are you and your wife having issues funny you should mention that uh <laughs> apparently he has another woman pregnant right now oh. who i believe is light-skinned damn scandalous see but like all i don't, I don't be paying enough attention to these niggas <laughs> <laughs> you pronounce my name quietly but uh, <laughs> um it's it's almost like what Adam Sewer says about, I think I'm saying his name right. Sewer, whatever. Sour. The dude that works for the Atlantic. Yeah, is it S A E U R? S E R W E R. Never mind. Um, when he talks about the Trump administration and he talks about the cruelty, is the point. Like, so when they do these things, it's to be cruel. Yeah. So, like, this misplaced anger is totally to try to ruin this woman's. If it was just one day, it would be to ruin her day. But the fact that he's going on two weeks, it's got to be at least to ruin her life. Let me see how many days it actually has been. Because I think it's been 11 days. I feel like it's been. Because I actually, real shit. This is our shit from last week. In one of my notes, I wrote about it. But yeah. Like, last week, I wanted to talk about it. So it's been going on at least for the better part of two weeks. You pronounce my name quietly. Questions. Spell it phonetically. Yeah, his wife's not. I wouldn't say she's light skin. She's brown skin. Some picture she like. Sometimes our makeup is done in a way, but she's not. She's not. Yeah, she ain't light skin. She brown skin. But uh, yeah, it's disgusting. Niggas is sick. Like what's? Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. Man, I wish. Uh, that's actually on our soundboard, too. <laughs> um, yeah, that shit. I, I, I don't understand that and how you can't see after so many days how this looks ridiculous. Right. Like, aren't you tired? Like I'm a quality fan. I was just I was tweeting at him, hoping that he was gonna come at me, because be like, nigga, I've been a fan of yours since I was like 15. You look goofy saying, as like, fuck. Even when I get into it with a Twitter troll, after an hour, I be over it. Like I don't want to keep going back and forth with you. I don't have the energy <laughs> it, or the time. The other thing is just I don't know. I'm tired of being disappointed by my favorite artist. And, like, them just revealing themselves to be fucking lames and just, mm, I don't know. I guess that's why you shouldn't idolize people. But, like, I never would have thought Quali would be the person that would target, harass a black woman. 
for two fucking that didn't involve you. Nothing to do with. We're looking for a reason to be upset at a black woman and finding her old tweets of her talk about she wanted a light skinned nigga or uh, liking a white dude or some shit. I'm like, bro, it's niggas hate women. (laughs) It's as simple as that. Sometimes we be trying to be out here trying to explain the shit. And the shit is niggas fucking hate women. What's the what's the little rascals group name? He man woman, woman haters. haters. <laughs> that's, that's the fucking episode title. The he man woman haters. <laughs> um, speaking of. Rappers doing crazy shit. I saw you talked about for one, Kid Cudi and Eminem song, which was absolute basura. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not like that song. It's terrible. I don't like that song. Eminem sounds weird. What is he losing it? Like, oh, he's been losing it. He sounds he like a bad even, imitation of himself. Yeah, he doesn't even sound like himself anymore. It's like he was forcing it. I don't know, or maybe he's been out the game for so long that he he dropped like two albums last year. <laughs> one of them was dope. The one that he uh, well, it wasn't dope. It was okay. It was his best work since Relapse, Child. which was like oh nine. To me, he's falling off. No, no, he's falling off definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but when I posted that on YouTube, that dead ass had just happened. And I was just like, man, I, I got to put this shit up because I was in my mom's car. So, you know, she bougie and she got a uh, satellite radio. So after I got out of the Christian music hole and clean music <laughs> that she had in there and I figured out how to get to the real nigga shit, I, I turned on Shade 4 or 5. And because for some reason it wasn't uh, showing the title or the artist. So I got mid song. And I just heard this dude rapping and he was talking about being a young, back when he was a young white kid and all this other shit. And I'm like, man, Eminem is really influential to a lot of these people. <laughs> it's like, bro, he got a whole group of people that's out here riding, stealing his flow. Because I thought about like the whole Asher Roth stole Eminem's flow shit. Mm. And I was just like, man, he got genera- He got kids out here. Like how we would say about Lil Wayne. Like Eminem got kid kids out here. And then I was like, man, this is awful, though. Why? Like, I get you trying to be like Eminem, but I mean, damn, bro. No, that shit was trash. And he was doing the... And it's like... Ugh. And then... I don't know how I, re- I realized who it was. Because I knew Kid Cudi and Eminem had came out with a song. And I was like, I am definitely not listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Kid Cudi stand. And I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't trust Eminem. That's going to be bad. And so it got to the end of the song. And that's when Cudi came back on. And I was like, I know those hums. I know those hums anywhere. This must be that Kid Cudi and Eminem song. So I literally parked the car and I was I walked in. I was like, I gotta fucking tell people about this bullshit. <laughs> so the first video, I'm gonna show you the first video I did because like the like it was spur in the moment, dead ass. So like <laughs> like the lighting is bad. You should have did a reaction video. 
like live reaction. That ain't it. <laughs> but it was such bad. I had to like redo it, so I had to do it here. And that's the one I posted, the second one. Yeah. But it was awful, and I was mad. Like I was dead ass mad, cause I was like, "What kind of fucking bullshit is this?" Cause I look like, all right. The other thing is, like how I told you, my truck. The last couple of weeks, I've been listening to CDs. Oh yeah, cause sync. One of the CDs I've been listening to is the Marshall Mathers LP. So I'm hearing Prime Eminem, even though that shit is misogynist as fuck and. Why does he say the F word that many times? Not Most of his music is. Yeah, but like I'm hearing it now as an adult. And I'm yeah. like, ugh. I used to listen to this. Yeah. And I know every lyric to this song. And it's just like, because Kill You is one of my favorite songs of all time. And it's so fucked up. Eminem is a dark nigga. Yeah. And I was like 11 listening to shit. So I've been listening to that CD a lot. And so to hear this bullshit, like, Man, what the fuck is wrong with Eminem? And it's because he's running out of shit to talk about. Yeah. It's just like, bro, you have you have done your due diligence here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just ride off into the sunset with your money and leave us alone because this ain't it. This ain't it. This like that song literally sounded like something that they maybe like ran into each other somewhere and like put a beat together in like 45 minutes and literally just like recorded the first shit that came to their head like, they, like man we need to make a song together you got an iphone right without yeah. any kind of real like feel for the song there's there was no real like they couldn't have been in the same room and did it. <laughs> I'm almost convinced that had to be. Yo, send me a track. All right. And we just going to layer them. And then plus. Terrible. It kid, didn't vibe. Kid Cudi and Eminem. Opposite. Now, this Kid Cudi and Travis album that's about to come out, that shit going to be dope as fuck. Yeah, I'm very curious. Because that, that uh, the Scott song, that shit is dope. Because... Travis Scott is one of Kid Cudi's kids. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, it's just like if... Uh, Scott Muscuti and uh, Travis Scott. What's his real name, too? The Scott. I don't know. What is his real name? It's some nigga-ass shit. <laughs> but, uh, or like if Lil Wayne and Young Thug made an album. You'd be like, okay. That's the same family tree. Right, right. Or if... Jay-Z and Linear J. Connections. Right. Jay-Z or J. Cole made an album together. What? <laughs> but, yeah, that Eminem, Kid Cudi shit, I don't know. It, it, we did not need that. That I mean, it really fits into 2020. It really does. But. <laughs> we don't need songs reflecting now. We need a better we need to strive for a better day. What were they both thinking? Like, we gonna get money. We gonna get this money. <laughs> I mean, that shit probably gonna go platinum. Because the Eminem stands. It was, like, before I posted it, I was like, I haven't heard anybody say this is terrible. 
and I searched it on like Twitter and shit, and I always saw like, yo, this song is is the shit, man. And I was like, oh no, it's not. And I like a lot of stupid shit. That's one of the worst songs <laughs> I've heard this year by far. Like, it just didn't like it just didn't gel like nothing. It didn't. I don't know. It's like putting two puzzle pieces together that didn't fit together. Right. And then plus, Cuddy is so melodic, and Eminem's not. And you need like a solid flow to match Cuddy's yeah. natural ability. Eminem is very like staccato and like <laughs> choppy and aggressive. That Chris D'Elia clip of when he be rapping like Eminem is still the funniest shit ever. Who? Chris D'Elia. The uh, comedian. The one that they were saying is a pedophile a couple weeks ago. 2020 is weird, bro. I can't keep up with that neither. One second. Who gives a fuck? That's how he always is. got him down <laughs> he got him down that's for sure yo so ever since that clip came out that clip came out it's a while ago 2018 so ever since that clip came out every Eminem song i listen to sounds exactly like that yeah like he got it down he got it down <laughs> so yeah Eminem got hang it up bro like just let it ride my nigga let right ride. you got classic albums let them ride the only problem is and i think this might be why eminem is still rapping a lot of that shit didn't age well at all yeah this is very true you think he's trying to like bring it around i think he's still trying to prove to these younger people that he can rap without Lingering to those old stereotypes of just hating women and hating gay people and yeah, all this a, other shit. That's what I mean. Like he trying to he trying to round it out. Trying to yeah, like, and it just ain't working. Yeah, no, just you know, I'm saying all the shit that you had, whether or not <laughs> it, it stands was misogynistic, up well. it was for that era, and you have to just leave it there. We liked it for what it was at that point, and we have moved on. And you got to pass the torch. And we're not erasing your history. Not we're, we're not tearing down your monuments. We're just putting them in perspective. That's it. You're still one of the greatest rappers ever. We're just going to put you in the shadow box. It's like uh, <laughs> we're tearing down Eminem statues, but we're not tearing them down and throwing them in the sea. <laughs> 
We're going to put them in a, in a museum, a nice Night museum. Not at the museum. <laughs> He's one of the rappers that is going in. <laughs> Madam Tussauds. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? We are still commemorating. Right. We ain't, you know, we ain't erasing. you were as a rapper. We are not erasing Eminem's history, but we are putting it in a proper context. We are, we are, we are trying, we're not erasing the history, but we're trying to prevent the future. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put nothing else out. (laughs) That ship has sailed. Um, Just like the Confederacy. Eminem, your time is over. It's, yeah, it's dead. Speaking of rappers who have been showing their asses, though, like. Gotta go after my problematic fave. I don't know. I don't know. I still, I don't know how to feel. Like, I feel bad. I really do because like this shit is sad it's very sad to watch um I don't know it's just so much it's so much and I know that like I know that nobody can really control him because he's a grown-ass man but at the same time I feel like it's somebody that could be called to get this nigga to where he needs to be like if you have to call an ambulance to straight jacket him and I, I know that sounds bad but but what if he really gets to the point where he out here wilding on some crazy violent shit because you know, you know that's how he was that time he was in the hospital for those like two months yeah because he uh had a freak out with his i think trainer and he was acting violent and they were trying to prevent from calling the police. Yeah. But that's also goes into the hands of that's why you got to have, I would think in LA that they would have the proper, uh, people to call that. It wouldn't just be, Oh, let's come and lock this thing up. Yeah. It would be like, he needs help clearly. Yeah. I don't miss, I don't mean like real straight. I just mean like, yeah, I get he what needs to be I contained. Like he needs to be, he needs to be on his meds ultimately and there's people out here like y'all keep saying Kanye needs meds but look at the you know look at all the side effects of all the meds for these disorders (laughs) you really are I thought about it but I'm like I'm a chill Um, but these are the side effects of these disorders like y'all really want him to go through this and yada yada I'm like yeah like there will be side effects but this is why you have people to monitor you like Especially in the beginning, if you don't take your meds consistently, there's really no real way for anybody to know how you're going to respond to them. And I don't think he's taken his meds consistently since he's been diagnosed, like maybe for a couple months, maybe even a year. I think this is all guessing, but from what it seems like as a qualified Kanye stan. He it seems like he takes his medication most of the time, but when he's doing his creative process, he doesn't take his medicine. Yeah, and I think he looks at it as it's it limits his creativity, which I can see that, and that's why like people think that it's just because oh he's on the album run, he's trying like no I think he doesn't want to be hindered 
in his head from his creative process. And as an artist, he feels like that takes away from that process. I can see that. But. It's also taking away from your quality of life. (laughs) And the people around you's quality of life. We're not parents. But. You got four cheering. If our partner was out here wilding. In that way, like, and then she nigga had a whole rally. Nigga had a rally. Also, while we're on this, there is something about that rally that it's gonna sound like I'm a Kanye stand for this, but this is just dead ass. As when he said the thing about Harriet Tubman didn't free slaves, I get what he was saying. What do you what do you mean? Because he said Harriet Tubman didn't actually free slaves. She just got them employed by other white people. Mm. The rant goes on after that. And nobody's talking about the rant in the proper context of that part of it. Now, he was saying, I'm, not, I'm trying not to say crazy shit. But he was saying things that are not true. <laughs> <laughs> but this one... He delivered it bad, but I can kind of see what he was talking about. Niggas is not cooking with that shit. on to say some other stuff that's not true but i get what he was saying and me and uh jason cigar actually talked about that on instagram Hmm. like we just ain't giving him no clout to be like yeah one because he's betrayed our trust by talking about our ancestors before so when you say some wild shit we like nah nigga we can't let you cook but the other thing is you can't leave with a punchline what was the punchline? Harriet Tubman actually didn't free slaves. Oh. You got to kind of lead up to that. Yeah. Because we ain't going to listen to anything you say after you say some unsound shit. We ain't going to get your metaphor. That- See, he wants that kind of reactionary. That's why he pauses for so long after he says shit like that. I think. That fuels him. I don't think so. Well, I mean, it was possible. 
And it's possible I might just be in my stand shit. But <laughs> what I think is, because I do this, sometimes things make sense to me in a way that's so direct. To go- you, they line up. Yes, it make it makes total sense to me. Right. And I can't, if I say it the way I understand it, people will It doesn't want. make sense to other people. Right, and people will think I'm crazy. Right. It's happened before. Same. So I think that's more so of that. Do I think he gets a rise out of reactions? Yeah. But I think he looks at that as it being a, he's speaking truth to power. Yeah. It's all complex. Bro, I've been avoiding talking about Kanye for like three weeks. It's just, it's finally starting to like. Because he was doing such dope shit before. Like it's he, just, it's, it's, it's really just starting to explode. Like, especially with all the shit where he was talking about, um, you know, how they almost aborted North and just like. The shit with the uh, my kids and never be on Playboy and shit. Yeah, it's where it was, like he was taking a jab at Chris and Kim, and I'm just like, I can't tell if you are like if this is like a cry for help in as far as like you being within this family, or if this is still all just like part of your manic episode. And then nigga tweeted, "Get out was about him." you see twitter (laughs) but i also hate i hate watching twitter joke on it yeah like stop stop commenting on everything that he's saying like we know and it's a lot of people that's been like oh well too many of y'all are you know coddling him and giving him giving him this excuse about you know blah 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 and this isn't him so we should just let it ride it's like not necessarily that we should let it ride but What's the point in 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 commenting and trying to have an argument with these with this nigga right now while he's not himself like he's not his his sane self? What is the point? Like at that point, you are doing this. You're doing it for clout. Like at this point, you're just doing it to be a part of what everybody else is trying to do. You're just trying to show your asses. Look at me you know, look better than this rich and famous nigga who is doing some stupid shit. Like, right. It's easy to clown somebody when they're down like that. Like it's easy to make yourself look smarter or more, you know, sound, uh, sanely sound than somebody who is literally having a manic episode. (laughs) But we do that with, we do that with, uh, people who are having mental struggles every day. In real life. Yeah. Why would that be any different? Like. Because. And then plus. Not that. Not that. I'm not explaining it. I'm just saying. No, like, I get what you're saying. People in real life. Real everyday life. Don't always be. Um, outwardly. What's the word? What am I trying to say? Not everybody that people try to argue with or superiorize themselves over are outwardly and openly diagnosed with something and I think like this type of situation people feel like people feel like they're even more superior in this way because it's like you got all this money but you still 
blah blah blah. You're blah. fucked up in this yeah. like this fucked up thing is happening to you. I guess the way I look at it also is because where I work, I come in contact with a lot of homeless people who are diagnosed with different disorders and just based on uh my education background and stuff, I'm able to kind of tell what they're kind of struggling with. Yeah. So I come across belligerent uh, belligerent people sometimes that are struggling with uh sometimes manic episodes and stuff. Mm. So and I see the way that people act like homeless people don't exist. And they act like these people who are struggling don't exist. And they, I see how people do that with people in their families and stuff like that. So I think it's more so a look at how our society is. And then also, Kanye has done a lot of stupid shit that has nothing to do this is true. with that. Even before we knew he was bipolar, or before it got to be this wild. Because... Kanye does like to fucking troll people. Like, and I ain't saying this shit is trolling, but he's lost a lot of the goodwill he once had by doing clown ass troll shit, wearing a fucking Confederate flag, yeah. saying Donald Trump is like a father to you, saying uh, slavery was a choice, all this other stupid coon ass fucking shit. And at the end of the day, he's still like our cousin. Once again, I'm just here for the music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the clothes, too. At this point, yeah, that too. Um, I'm here for the music. I'm here for the merch. I'm here for the, the brand. But the man behind it all right now, I'm not going to say I'm not here for him, but I, I know that he's not in a good place. That's where I'm at with it. So it's hard for me to it's hard for me to support his antics while he's manic, but I do support him getting better. This internet shit is so exhausting. Which leads us, I guess, to what's gonna be our last point. Well, first and foremost, RIP to uh, Reverend C.T. Vivian and Congressman John Lewis. C.T. Vivian? Who is that? He was also one of the people that fought uh, in the Civil Rights Movement and was very important in uh, Selma. Oh, okay. And he was one of uh, Dr. King's lieutenants. And also, Dr. King uh, described him as the best pastor he ever heard. So, you know, you got the goat saying you the goat. Hey, we got to put respect on your name. But he died the same day as John Lewis. Oh, wow. Okay. So, it's a real change in the guard moment. Uh, like I've said before. Is that who was in that photo? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was wondering who that was. Wait, which one? The one that we posted with Dr. King, John Lewis. There was somebody. Uh, it might have been. But yeah, um, I think so. But um, actually, no, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and John Lewis. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 
But yeah, it's a video. CT Vivian shouting out the at Selma being like, you're talking to the uh, the sheriffs, being like, you're no different than following the orders of Adolf Hitler. Like, just talking cash shit to them. And then the sheriff punches him, and he's still talking cash shit. Yo. All right, this is how we going to lead into this last segment. <laughs> um, The morning after John Lewis died, there was people on Twitter talking shit about John Lewis didn't do anything for black people. Like, this nigga did, wasn't the first freedom rider. The first group of freedom riders. He did sit-ins. He was the youngest speaker on the March on Washington at 23. Then, on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, was literally beat to a pulp. And Selma is what led to the Civil Rights Act of 1965. Then he became a congressman after all of that shit. And then, unlike a lot of those pastors and religious figures of that time, still stood up for LGBT rights and all of the modern movements for freedom and liberation up to Black Lives Matter. And even a couple months and weeks ago, he was uh, still fighting and uh, even with pancreatic cancer. Calling for justice. You know, he had pancreatic cancer. Yeah, he went quit. Calling for justice for uh, George Floyd. Icon. Legend. And these niggas sit behind a fucking uh, keyboard, talk about who ain't black and who ain't doing stuff for black people. (laughs) John Lewis, who is the dopest dude I've ever met in my life, because he was a celebrity. And he knew who he was, but he was going to like treat you like an actual person when he met you, even though you just 20 something years old and you look like you 15. <laughs> yeah. So I love that about celebrities like that. Like, and then a hero, just act regular, a fucking hero. And John Lewis, like all of uh, Dr. King's lieutenants was nonviolent. But if you talk shit about John Lewis, I beat the shit out of your ass. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> John Lewis is not violent, but you can get these motherfucking hands. Um, so that's the problem with these hotel niggas. Mm. They always want to talk about who ain't black enough or who is black, even when you disrespecting who is somebody who is now one of our ancestors. Mm. He has crossed over, and you're talking shit about him. Meanwhile, you're trying to sell me a fucking Ankh necklace (laughs) and talk about who else ain't fucking black. This man literally almost died multiple times. He was arrested 40 times. In the name of blackness. Yes. How is he not black? (laughs) Defending blackness. This man was arrested up up to a couple years ago. As a sitting congressman, he was arrested five times. At his big age. Right. <laughs> and you're going to sit here and say that he was like, they act like he was a fucking Uncle Tom or some shit. And people don't understand that nonviolence was not a, it was not a, uh, the reason it's radical is because it's in the face of outright fascism and authoritarianism. And you're making 
the bet that the American people will see that this is injustice. Mm-hmm. And it was a calculated thing and it worked. Do I think that that's what we need to do now or going forward? No. But we're going to give these people their flowers, especially when they pass. And you ain't going to talk shit because y'all niggas ain't building shit. Right. It's easier to uh, destroy when you ain't built shit. Boom. That's a bar. Yeah, nigga, I'm dope as fuck. Uh, (laughs) um, That leads me to our brother Nick Cannon. And the way that some of you niggas have acted after he said the stupid ass shit he said. So, Nick Cannon has been on his hotel retreat for the last couple years. Yes, he has. And I knew eventually it was going to lead to this. <laughs> because as somebody who has gone down a hotel uh, rabbit hole for years of my life, I understand where this shit leads. Or do you understand? Or do I understand? <laughs> <laughs> but uh so danger is where it leads yeah to danger so oh i guess a little building we should do Mm -hmm. so on canon's class which is his podcast that's also a video pod he had professor griff who was formerly on uh public enemy he was the minister of information to use Devin's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of information. Oh, shit. <laughs> so uh, he was the minister of information for Public Enemy. And I believe in 1989, another summer, get down, sound of a funky drummer, music in your heart, because you know you got soul, <laughs> brothers and sisters. I had to do it. Um, I believe in 1989 is when he was kicked out of Public Enemy for going on a radio pot, a radio show and discussing how the music industry is run by uh, quote-unquote the Jews and saying a lot of anti-Semitic stuff, including that the Jews are wicked. And closer to animals. Yes, and a lot of terrible things that date back so long ago that we don't some black people don't realize that these are problematic things and they are based in the murders of millions of Jewish people over centuries so him saying that made it to where he had to get kicked out of public enemy and that should tell you everything you need to know about how wild that shit was that Chuck D was like, you know what, brother? <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> you, uh-uh. We can't do this. He let Flavor Flav stay in the group until a couple months ago. <laughs> but, so. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Like, we're literally going to tell our children one day that there was once a show where Flavor Flav was the object of the game. <laughs> he was the prize. Flavor Flav was the prize. And they made three seasons of this shit. Nigga. And I watched all that shit. Ooh. 
Yeah, boy. That's when reality TV was really like exciting. Yeah, because I didn't know what the fuck Flavor Flavor was about to do. Like, he had bitches uh, microwaving chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Shitting on the fucking floor. Honey. Anyway, Uh, anyway. I digress. Uh, I've been drinking wine and Kim's sober. I Uh, am. (laughs) How ironic. (laughs) Is that ironic? I don't know. Fuck it. But anyway, so... Nick Cannon had Professor Griff, quote unquote Professor, kind of like how Doctor Umar or Doctor Dre or Doctor <laughs> <Dr>. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I got the giggles. I'm sorry. Um, okay, so uh, Nick Cannon had him on the show, and so. Nick Cannon, the thing that you have to remember is if you have a show where you have controversial things brought up, Mm. it is your responsibility to make sure that these things are talked about in a responsible manner and it doesn't look like you're co-signing said controversy. Mm -hmm. Nick Cannon didn't do that. Probably because Professor Griff is one of his heroes and one of his idols and an elder. I tend to have that problem too to where I don't check some of my elders i just be like oh this old nigga just talking yeah, shit just gonna let him can't teach no dog new tricks <laughs> right <laughs> but you can't just put their dangerous messages out here and he allowed professor griff to speak and say a lot of things that were anti-semitic now the problem that a lot of people aka black people had was they were like, well, he didn't say anything that wasn't true. And I don't know why they talk about anti-Semitic. Like, he was just telling the truth about all this stuff. The thing is that Professor Griff was speaking in code. Mm. He wasn't just coming out and saying the Jews. Mm-hmm. He was saying things like globalist or... Or they, they defined who who the true Semitic people were. Right. And, you know what I'm saying, just speaking around it. Right. Like I said when we were watching it, speaking in circles like just talking in circles right and it was because they were trying to cover well professor griff was trying to cover his ass to where he wouldn't get in trouble he's been around long enough to know what he can't say is an anti-semite so he says the things that black people won't be like hey bro you can't just say that shit so say things like globalist or the illuminati or they'll talk about the rothschilds Mm -hmm. or they'll talk about uh the Bilderberg people, or you'll see this also on the right when they do things like George Soros is out here paying protesters. All this shit is based in the idea that Jews run the world and that Jews are wicked. Mm -hmm. And that is anti-Semitic. For one, because in the podcast, they were talking about how they can't be anti-Semitic because black people are the true Semitic people. That is an erasure of culture and is also a way of saying that white Jewish people are not the true Jews. That's dangerous. Very. That's a way of otherizing people and saying that they are literally the spawn of Satan. Yeah. Which is what Louis Farrakhan says. Which, oh man. I also got to live with the fact that I saw that nigga speak once in college. 
Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And then like, I remember I was doing a practicum with uh, Ed Johnson and my supervising teacher was Jewish. And I remember he was so offended that I went to the Farrakhan thing and I was thinking, why is he so offended? Mm. Now I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Because he was like he was talking about how he was an anti-Semite and all this stuff. And I was just thinking, oh, man, this, this white dude's just hating. <laughs> That's when you were super hotep. Oh, yeah. And now I can look back and be like, hmm, I can kind of see what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, I rally against quote-unquote hoteps so much because... I've went down those rabbit holes before and it doesn't lead to any resolve. You cannot like, uh, I think you retweeted the other day where you were talking about how people, how hoteps prey on people not knowing history and not knowing about their people. Yeah. And then they just take advantage of those situations. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. It's typically the uh, nation of Islam. Yeah, right. <laughs> Niggas who be, you know. Like, just straight up. Really pushing propaganda. Right. And their way of getting in the door is because they're not preaching on quote-unquote white Jesus. They're preaching a message to the black man. Mm-hmm. And, usually, and I said it when we were talking about... Um, the Malcolm X movie the other week, but it also happens vastly with niggas fresh out of prison. Yeah. Niggas in prison. Um, Cause they'd be the most lost. And yeah, once you, once you're in confinement for so long, you're trying to find, you're trying to figure out who you are again. And they know that those are very um, susceptible people. And then plus you're, you're showing well-dressed black men talking about eating well, being there for their families, all these respectability politics that we're conditioned to believe makes a good man. Mm-hmm. And you're once leading. you've been locked up, that's all you want to do is right. be a good man. So you think and, that this and you're like, yo, let me be a good Muslim. Let me be a breadwinner. Let me take care of my family. And that's what God wants me to do man. because we've been conditioned to believe that that's what it is. I will be damned. <laughs> <laughs> but Oof. also the thing that bothers me the most about the Nick Cannon thing is when he started talking about melanin and he starts talking about like people that are devoid of melanin are savages and all this other stuff. When you start subscribing biological things to people based on behaviors yeah like you can talk about white supremacy without acting like white people are the devil Mm -hmm. you can talk about the systematic oppression of black people without otherizing white jews you can do all of these things but they choose not to Mm -hmm. and that's a problem so nick cannon didn't get fired because he was telling the truth Nick Cannon got fired because he let a lot of bullshit slide on his show. A lot of bullshit that could cause other people harm. Because when you when you say things like, you know, these people are closer to animals and, you know, they come from Satan and blah, 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 blah. 
it's it's on the same level of how you know black people were used as health specimens because we didn't feel pain and you know what i'm saying it's that same shit yes and the way that it was dangerous in that way to put you know black people in these positions to be operated on without anesthesia and used as experiments where sometimes most of the times black people lost their lives like this is that same level of shit and i really wish that black people would realize that they can be just as harmful to other races right and like i i i know that we've said that black people cannot be oppressively racist but we can but we can and I think like a lot of niggas are still on it. You know, I can't I can't put anything in place that keeps, you know, this person from flourishing or I can't put anything in place that, you know, hinders this person's freedom in this way and yada 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 and it's like but you can, especially now that, you know, black people have large platforms. Yeah. You definitely can. And you can do stuff that feeds into white supremacist ideology just like a couple weeks ago when deshaun jackson was tweeting that that supposed quote from hitler where he was saying that if black people knew that they were the true uh children of god then then blah 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 like i know what he said but i'm not gonna repeat that shit because i'm not trying to spread no hate speech Mm -hmm. we got it we got to understand we can uplift black people without putting down other people. And it's like in, man, wow, I'm all over the place. It's like we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Against rulers of darkness of this world. Spiritual wickedness in high places. <laughs> you, we just can't, we can't get to this place where we're all, you know, we're really, you know, kings and queens and we we have built this wealth and, and we have built this following. But then at the same time, say things like, well, I as a black man can't hold you back. And I and it's just like, no, but you can. But yeah, you honestly and truly can. And then plus, if you're a mob, they're already fighting against white supremacists and all these other people. Yeah. Are we trying to be the other side of that mob that? adds to all of this because i'm not and i'm all for black liberation but i also understand that black liberation can cannot come at the hands of us doing oppressive things Mm -hmm. to people who historically have worked with us and their history is a long history of suffering also it's just like what we all like I didn't understand how embedded anti-Semitism is like until I got older and I would hear like I, I've only heard white people say this be like don't Jew me yeah like when it's talking about somebody like taking advantage of you and stuff like that or financially Jew you down on that price you yeah. really he really Jewed you down on that price and I'm like <laughs> I remember the first time I heard it and I was like 
Like, right, I, like, I was really like, yo, people are really out here. What is that? Because I didn't grow up like that. I like we grew up where we just were like, Jews are the chosen, Jewish people are the chosen people because that's what the Bible says. So we didn't. We also didn't really grow up around any Jewish people. Not being being in this part of the United States. <laughs> now we were like in New York, and you know what I'm right. saying that part of of the East. Right, sure, but but not not in the South. We ha- I only know the one- Confederate South, <laughs> <laughs> the South. <laughs> like yeah, and it's just it's it's just bad, and we we gotta stop that shit. Yeah, we gotta stop. We gotta do better. Just stop buying into everything that you hear that. I can't even say sounds good. Like when you hear niggas speaking, like Professor Griff was speaking, all that that speaking in circles and 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 all that fucking code, like that should make you question shit. Like so above is below, and as you know, without is within. And I'm just like, okay, what are you saying? One like, fish, two fish, <laughs> red fish, blue fish, <laughs> knick knack. Patty whack, give a dog a bow. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta really like start questioning that shit and figure out exactly what the fuck niggas mean. Like, if if you can't, if you can't talk to me straight, I don't want to fucking hear it. So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. Find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.